Broadcasting from Alito to Alton, from Champaign to Chicago, and from Robinson to Rockford, this is the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, we hit that button that says on, and here we go. Another edition of the Sports Spectacular, because, well, we didn't get it the last one exactly the way we wanted. So so we'll do it again and again. Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy. We are the Illini guys bringing the goods that you expect. Special guest this week is none other than Brett Bielema sits down for a chat, reflecting on season number one in orange and blue and what's ahead as we work towards August. We have the Illini guy and the Illini gal, DeMonte Williams and Adelia McKenzie for an inside view of the hoop teams. Kendall Bostic of the Illini women's team, Illini legend Sergio McLean, um, we are jam-packed again. I'm in my former stomping grounds of D.C. for the Maryland game this week. Complete pregame and postgame coverage on IlliniGuys.com. Be sure to go there for that. But, guys, let's start with the Monday showdown, uh, the Purdue game. A lot to unpack here. What a game, 96-88. Boilers get the win in double OT. Yeah, what a what a great atmosphere. What a great game between two. And those are – if you watch that game and you don't think that those are the two best teams in the Big Ten, then – um, I, I don't know what to tell you because those teams are both, uh, you know, teams that are, should be in the Sweet 16, Elite Eight, Final Four conversations uh, as we look forward. Uh, you know, number four, number 17, I think Illinois has only been trending up. And that was one of the best games Purdue's played since the Big Ten season started. And so that showed what they're like. Yeah, it, it's a really great matchup. Fun game. Hope We'll get to see it again in West Lafayette here in a few weeks. Yeah, and it was two great rosters. And I think the other thing that we really was on display is two great coaches because on the sidelines, both uh, Coach Painter and Coach Underwood just had such a, a ongoing conversation with their teams as to, you know, kind of going back and forth with the chess game uh, of, of countering one another. And boy, when I watch that game, um, you know, right now, probably the two best coaches in the Big Ten. I, I wouldn't argue with that. Um, there, there is there are so many storylines to talk about this game. Um, I want to obviously we're going to get to all of them. Uh, Andre Carbello um, coming in, not just scoring a career high twenty points in twenty five minutes, three assists, no turnovers. And Brad, I was surprised that when Coach said later he'd only practiced twice, only two full two full practices before he went into the game uh, Monday. Coach said he planned to play him six eight minutes, and he played him a lot more than that. <laughs> Yeah, definitely a lot more than that. I, I think that he had had two full practices. He'd only had he'd done some things with the scout team, done some drills and things like that. But actually, full blown practices he had two, and you saw that in the second overtime when he's just totally gassed. I mean, which I don't I don't blame him because it's just different. And so, he'll get his legs under him more and more. But he shot the ball really well. He showed off what I mean, what he brings to this team. He's a guy who can get in the paint, can break things down, make plays, makes everybody better. I mean, you know, and you wonder, like, at the end, some of those plays where, and I'm not picking on, I thought Benjamin Bosman's Verdonk was great, but if he's feeding those and Kofi Coburn's catching them at the rim, it's probably a different finish level than when Ben gets it at the rim. So, and that's not sliding him, it's just reality. And, and so that's where Bello can just be, can be, you know, he can really make this team, the ceiling for this team is so much higher when he's playing. Yeah, and, and he does such a good job of getting everybody involved. So it was a lot of fun to see, you know, when, when he's on the court, you've definitely got to be paying attention to the ball 
because you never know when it's coming your direction. Um, and I also thought, um, you know, moments like when he made a, an, uh, an errant pass that, you know, went out of bounds off of Maryland, you know, he looks over, he looks over to coach Underwood, like, I got it. I'm not going to do that again. You know, so there was that, there's that relationship between him and the coach that I think is good to see. It was, um, it was an exciting game and, and seeing Bello come, come back in was great. And also seeing Benjamin Bosman's Verdonk, the big boss man, do well was great uh, to watch as well. I was happy for him. Well, and I thought it was just a great team victory. And I wrote about this on IlliniGuys.com. If you told me Sunday night that Illinois would force Purdue into double overtime pretty much without Kofi, I would have said there's no way. <laughs> what are you smoking? And go get some help. I mean, it's just that's, that's just not going to happen. The fact that 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 Kofi struggled, we'll talk about that more in a minute, but that he struggled and everyone else who stepped up, Plummer had been in a, in a slump. He hit six threes. Trent does what Trent does. I thought Bello, well, I was really impressed with, he played within himself. Um, you know, there were a couple of threes that he tried when he was open, and and that's not his shot, And uh, but they were wide open shots, so you can't argue with that. But I thought just really played within himself and and fought through, uh, just was, a, was such a difference maker. And it's one of those things I wrote about as well, that Illinois now has won 20 of their last 22 games going into the Maryland game Friday night. They're 6-1 and one going into the Maryland game Friday night atop the Big Ten. They've done all that with Corbello never in the starting lineup in a Big Ten game. I think that's 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 amazing. Yeah, it just goes to show you that, and even against Purdue, you notice they played basically without Coleman Hawkins too. So because he had the flu, so this is not they've been they've been pretty shorthanded this year, and they were shorthanded with Kofi being in foul trouble against Purdue. So this is a team that has a lot of upside. When things go right, they have a chance to be really good. But here's the thing: when things have gone wrong, they've been pretty good as well. So that's a team that can go further in the dance yeah they're they're getting prepared for the postseason and now it'd be nice to see him grab that signature win so let's let them go out there and they're going to have plenty of opportunities in the next two weeks time to earn a signature win or two yeah and they've got plenty of chance in february as we mentioned last week that's a road schedule that is brutal they're at indiana they're at purdue they're at michigan state they're at michigan uh they've got iowa still at home to end the season in march so there is a lot, a lot, a lot ahead here for this uh, Illinois team. Hey, quick reminder, complete coverage once again of the Illini Maryland game right now on IlliniGuys.com. We can't emphasize that enough. Definitely go check that out. We need to pay some bills, so a quick break, and we'll stick with the Illini Hoops conversation. More about Kofi and, uh, and his day on Monday and what he needs to do to turn things around. That's next on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. When life gets hectic, you need healthcare that's easy. You need OSF On-Call Urgent Care. With OSF On-Call Urgent Care, we make it easy to get affordable, quick, convenient care for minor illnesses and injuries when and where you need it. Walk in for care 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even on holidays. 24-7, 365 virtual care options means we're always on, just like you. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare to find a clinic near you or to start a virtual visit. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They 
can do it for you, too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. UC Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Hey, we're getting together a few fans to have a little Illini trivia competition right here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. If you're feeling strong, want to show off what you know, win some cash prizes, send us an email to info, I-N-F-O, info at IlliniGuys.com, I-L-L-I-N-I-G-U-Y-S.com, info at IlliniGuys.com. Just put trivia in the subject line. Come on and get some of this. Uh, Why should Brad and Mike have all the fun? Come on. Trivia, we're going to do right here on the show, but you got to come and, and take part in this. Hey, been an amazing run for the Illini. Um, as we mentioned again, what a game on Monday, uh, and, and now 6-1 and one atop the, the Big Ten heading into uh, the Maryland game Friday night. Again, complete coverage on IlliniGuys.com. You know, one thing we didn't talk about before the break was, was the play of Kofi Coburn. Um, you know, Kofi got outplayed, but this is something that I think he'll learn, he'll learn from, and you saw him kind of um, step up in the second half more, and I look forward to seeing him go up against the Boilers next month when they go to West Lafayette. Yeah, I mean, Kofi has really, against the guys that have been bigger than him, Coloco from Arizona and then Edie, he struggled a little bit. And there's no question that they've made it harder on him because he can't go over the top of them. He can't really get through them because they're big and strong. And so it's been tough for him against those. And he's just got to make that adjustment. But I think the hard part is you never play against a guy like that. You know, you, you know, just like they have the same problem against Kofi. You don't play against a guy your size or that big, so it's hard to adjust. So now that you see them and you make that adjustment, you get to see him again, and I think they'll work with him and he'll understand how he needs to play to angles more and uh, do those little things those and make a difference. So I think he'll be motivated the next game time they play Purdue. And I also thought it was good because despite Omar, Omar Payne's, you know, mistake with the elbow, they got he played pretty good minutes before he did that, and then so did Benjamin Bosman's for that game in good minutes. So that's one thing Purdue has on Illinois. Is they got two guys. Illinois, maybe they can have three guys that can go in there and battle and, and kind of give Kofi a break and allow him to be fresh when he's out there. Yeah, and, and Illinois played really good defense helping Bosman's uh Verdunk with, with you know when the ball did go inside. They didn't do that when Kofi was there. Kofi was taking them one-on-one, so I wonder if there is an opportunity for the Illinois wings and guards to come down and dig on the uh, entry pass and make it hard on Edie because he's not real quick with the ball, and he didn't have to worry about guards coming at him the way Kofi did. So I think there's, there's some other combinations that can be attempted to see what works against this Purdue team. It's not like there's, no, there's, there's nothing else that can be done. By Coach Underwood. I, I'm a big <clears throat> fan of Coach Underwood. I totally agree. And Brad, you made a great, great point in terms of angles. I thought there were some 
some angles that he could he could work a little differently and and they'll work on that there's no question before they they meet again they've got some time you know and i think the big takeaway and i wrote about this again on guys.com i'm not into moral victories i don't get into that well it was nice but when they went to overtime i thought then this is a win for illinois even if it's not a win in the win column because you prove you can, you can get it done without the big man in the middle and Corbello came in uh, frazier uh, grandison hit three i mean everyone you know again bbv with a great defense and Brad, you know Brad Underwood as well as anybody. I really liked uh, the, the little clip. It was edited that they put out on Twitter, the the Illini SID office, and his talking to the players afterwards, and just with a smile. And he just said, "This this happens. You're you're, you're going to lose games." And he was and he he was smiling, and he, I felt he was really being sincere. And he said, "We we gained today. We lost the game, but we gained today." And and I wanted to get your thoughts on that because I I would totally agree with that. Yeah, we always talk to kids. If you coach, you always talk to kids like. You know, it's about the process, and it's about winning and losing as a part of the process. And so sometimes you're going to lose and really have a good game, but that doesn't mean you didn't make mistakes and you can say, well, if we had done this, we would have won. That's all part of it. But they gave good effort. They battled. They competed. And, and that's what he wanted. He saw some people step up, some guys off the bench. You showed more depth. Yeah, I, I think it's a win. As long as you take care of business the next couple games and, and you know keep building on that, then it's a win. Yeah, and I, and I think there's a lot of things you can build on, um, and I think that's where the team has to, to take the next step with, with each of those players, you know, um, because if they can contribute multiple games like that, you know, then all of a sudden confidence rises and, and you've got a lot more to game plan for as an opposing coach, especially, you know, when, when Curbelo's playing like that. And we don't forget that Coleman Hawkins couldn't play because he was sick. There's another weapon that Illinois has. So I think, I think they are becoming increasingly challenging to game plan for. You know, and I want to give Brad Underwood a little more love while, while we're on the topic. When I went through, and we've discussed this before, and I know Brad and Mike, you guys keep up with this too. Um, he, he's now, going back to the beginning of last season, 25-5, and five, Brad Underwood, in, in, in the Big Ten. Um, we know the gaudy conference numbers he put up when he was at Stephen F. Austin. We know that he took – an 0-6 start in the Big 12 at Oklahoma State and led them, I think they ended up 9-9 and and they made the tournament. Um, this is somebody who, who seems to really excel uh, when it comes to conference play. Um, I think Illinois has a really special coach in Brad Underwood and, and wanted to get your thoughts in terms of, um, again, where he's got this program going into the game uh, at Maryland Friday night. Yeah, I mean, they're, 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 he's got the right culture. The culture has changed. From when and Demonte can talk about this when he comes on, and it, the culture is different than it was his first year. Um, it, it's changed. There's more. There's more accountability. There's more. Uh, there's better leadership. The, they go harder. They, everything's just different, and there's expectations are different. And it's been because of Underwood. And you can see what he did at Stephen F. Austin. Now he's doing that at Illinois. That doesn't mean you're going to go 53 and one in the Big Ten <laughs> over three years, but. You know, still, what they've done is, is is exceptional over the past couple of years, and they have a chance to keep it rolling now. With uh, you know, over the next uh, you know two thirds of the Big Ten season. Yeah, and and I think the other thing is is he's really instilled this. If you know you're going to take a punch from somebody, you got to get back up and and swing back. And this team doesn't give up, and it's a lot of fun to watch a team that you know is going to battle till the very end. You're exactly right. And I'll, I'll let you in a little secret. Um, I was late to work watching the double overtime game to my day job because I just couldn't break away. I want to see what's going on. Um, no, you know, Hey, by the way, uh, one quick note before we take a break, I got an email this week asking if the IO shirts in the e-store 
on IlliniGuys.com are for sale? The answer is yes. Uh, commemorative IO t-shirts, one of the greatest Illini ever. Special Illini Guys sweatshirts there as well. They're really cool. You can go to IlliniGuys.com and check out. Click on eStore at the top of the page and um, go get your go get your swag on. Hey, we talked about uh, hearing from Demonte Williams and Coach Underwood. Guess what? Demonte is up next. He joins us after this. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868, Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. Enjoying the game? Log on to IlliniGuys.com and join in the conversation. Our game room offers real-time chat from our team of experts and analysts to enhance your game experience. And IlliniGuys.com offers insider information on recruiting and team prep that you just won't find anywhere else, with hundreds of articles and podcasts for you to enjoy. Sign up now and become eligible for free $1,000 scholarships. The seven-day free trial makes it a no-brainer. Get in the know with IlliniGuys.com. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. This is Brad Underwood. You're listening to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Well, he does it all for this Illini team and for this Illini guys team. Demonte Williams dishing out Demonte's dimes in this segment presented by HX Home Solutions. Demonte, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Doing great. Hey, man, I was just telling before the break that you guys uh, made me tardy to work with that double overtime stuff. What's up with that? <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it was a, it was a hard fought game. Uh, neither team wanted to give up, and and uh, that's just how it happened. The, uh, you guys, obviously, you know, losing a, a game like that's tough, double overtime. Um, but but you kind of – how's the change? You know, early in your career, you guys lost a lot of close games. I mean, it seemed like uh-huh. the first couple of years you guys finally – now it's a different – do you have a different mindset now um, when you lose a game like this than maybe you did your first couple of years? Um, it's really just staying locked in uh, to what, what our goal is and – and uh, just, I mean, tough losses happen. Um, I mean, it's college, you can't win them all. Uh, but just being out there and just having that fight. Yeah, and, and DeMonte, I just heard a whistle, and I think Bo Borowski just called you for a foul. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> good Lord. Um, but if you listen to the eye on the Illini, you heard me whine incessantly for an hour. Um, when you guys are playing in a, in a game like that, how do you keep yourself cool so that you don't let a bad call affect you later in the game? Uh, I mean, it's really just remembering what what our goal, what your goals is. Uh, I mean, sometimes you know, uh, expressions comes out. Um, I mean, and it happens. It's all part of playing a game, but I mean, it's really just controlling that and just stand to the course and remember what we out there for. Demonte, one of the big topics all week long on uh, the IlliniGuys.com message board has been, um, you know, just some of the stuff that that was put out in the social media about coach Underwood talking to you guys after the game. And, and, you know, it was amazing after it, it look, it's a tough loss. It's nobody wants to lose, but uh, Purdue right. came out, get them tip your hat. They were the better team on this day Took double overtime to, to do that. But we know there's going to be some wars to come in West Lafayette here in a few weeks and, and then possibly in the big 10 tournament. Um, but talk about kind of coach Underwood's ap- approach later. I noticed, I thought it was interesting that he, he, he was almost kind of grinning talking to you guys saying, listen, we, we gained a lot. I mean, we, we lost, but we gained a lot. Can you kind of share a little bit about uh, what he talked to you guys about after the game? Um, it was just, I mean, we made tremendous growth. Uh, I mean, a lot of players uh, on a team now don't know what it's like to play in the big 10 and what it's like to stay the course and uh, set our, our, our game plan when we plan. And I mean, obviously tough loss, that was a tough loss. I mean, it happens. Um, I mean, we're in a good spot where we we got lots to learn from, and and we'll learn from it, and we'll be prepared and ready for the next game. Devontae, I got to ask you got your got your one of your guards back. Obviously, you know Andre Carbello's back um, playing, and, and and how much does that change like your your game, or does that give you more confidence that you know you have another guy like that who can create and make plays for you? I mean, it's great having uh, Andre Capello back. Um, just seeing him out there playing, having fun, the smile on his face. Uh, I mean, and then everybody else have a smile on their face while we playing. I mean, it's great. Were you shocked at all at how effective he was coming off of two months not playing and just two full practices? No, nah, I wasn't shocked at all. Um, I knew – I mean, we all knew he was going to be a little winded, but that was really it. I want to look ahead past the weekend a little bit. You've got a big game coming up Tuesday night on ESPN with Michigan State. Um, Spartans probably one of the, the big surprises, you could say, in the early season. They were not expected to um, to be among the top two or three in the conference, but so far they are. Um, I mean, you know uh, Tom Izzo's style, and you've seen this team so many times. Um, talk a bit about, again, just to, just approaching this as you go around the, the Big Ten one more time and the challenge that the Spartans bring. Uh, I mean, we always – I mean, I never really look ahead. Um, it's always next game up. But, I mean, the Spartans there, I mean, they're always coached, right, um, knows what they're doing. They, you got to stay on your P's and Q's even a little bit more when playing up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so so as you go through this, what's it? how does it change your game prep? I, I got to ask this question. When you play a team a second time, you've already played them once in the Big Ten, how does it change when you play them the second time? Easier, harder? What's the difference? Um, I feel like it's it's harder because uh, you know they're gonna make adjustments a lot a lot of adjustments and there may be adjustments where we won't talk about it. It'll just happen in the game and uh, we just have to go from there. 
Hey, DeMonte, as always, we appreciate your time and uh, can't wait to uh, see you back out on the court and talk to you next week. All right. I appreciate y'all. All right. We appreciate Thank it, you, man. Sir. DeMonte, Thanks, Williams, Thanks. Uh, this segment presented by HX Home Solutions. From the Illini guy to the Illini gal, Adelia McKenzie is on deck. That's here on the Sports Spectacular. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio. This is the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Kegley. Hard at work, uh, hardly working. We took a vote after last week's show and decided that she had the greatest debut in the history of the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Illini freshman Adelia McKenzie, she's the Illini gal. She's back for more. Adelia, we, we didn't scare you away? No, you didn't. I'm happy to be back. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit. We love to hear it. Hey, we are uh, pulling for you and your teammates. Uh, let's start with the tough loss Sunday at Penn State. Yeah, that game really was our defense. We need to execute more on defense and just stay locked in on a plan for defense. They had a lot of open court uh, runs and a lot of transition points. And if we just played better transition defense, that would have been our game. You guys are back home with uh, Nebraska Sunday. Uh, as you, you know, is it? It's obviously playing on the road is much tougher. Uh, what's it? You got to win, you know, against Wisconsin at home. So, what's it feel like to be back, you know, at the State Farm Center, getting to play at home? I love playing at home, and I take so much pride playing at home because I want to win at State Farm and take a dub with my team. So. The Cornhuskers, obviously, uh, an opponent that you're going to take seriously. Um, Any ideas, you know, in terms of them? Are you guys working on getting that transition defense fixed from the Penn State game to make sure that that doesn't happen again? Yeah, that's what we worked on today a lot. And um, the Master game, that's going to be a big game for us. I think every game is going to be a big game for us. But Nebraska, we're going to focus on them after – uh, this Purdue game, and lately we've just been focusing on the personnel for Purdue and executing on offense and defense. I know talking with Coach Faye that she's talked about really just, you know, changing a culture, and that takes time. Uh, do you and some of the other newcomers kind of come in and, and, and really, I mean, all of your teammates say, hey, listen, you know, they might have done this years ago this way. We're going to do things that way. We're going to do things our way to kind of um, to make things happen. Yeah, actually, in the summer, like, as a team and with the coaches, we always talked about not having the same thing happen this year as last year or the year before and just staying focused on what we need to do and basically just – we call it sisterhood, having sisterhood. If you – one thing you guys have kind of gone through, and I think when you talk about changing culture and exciting about the future is you guys are getting – oven is being remodeled right now. You're going through that renovation. Mm -hmm. How has that affected you guys as far as being kind of displaced from your practice facility? How has that affected you guys um, as you're kind of going through? Obviously, you're excited about the new place, but how has it affected your season so far? Um. I wouldn't say it has affected us much because we get in State Farm. And I love practicing on the game court because you get the feel for it. But I do kind of wish I could experience, like, practicing at the practice facility and, like, the transition from there to game days and stuff like that. But really, everyone enjoys um, practicing at the State Farm. 
how do your practices in college compare to what, what it was like when you were practicing in high school or even AAU? I would say I play a lot more. Like we play five on five a lot. And I never really did that much. I always went to scrimmage at practice, but we never really did that. And focusing on personnel, I never, like, with the scouts and, like, playing, scheming defenses and offenses, other teams, I never did that. So that's different. And I would say the intensity, like, a lot of yelling and running if you mess up too badly. So, yeah. So could you calculate, like, how many miles you've run so far this season? (laughs) <laughs> probably 200 <laughs> that's probably exaggerating but it's a lot <laughs> okay so uh i've got time for uh for one more question and and here's the thing you're talking to the illini guys we all have kids uh in college so we talk mm-hmm. to uh to our our daughters our sons and and you know we enjoy the experience through them i'm curious What's a what's a funny freshman story that you've experienced, be it uh, with the team, without the team, in class, practice court, to and fro? What's a story you can share with us? Um, I put it on the spot. This is kind of embarrassing. But she's I'll got a lot share of stories, just like, can't share them, right? That's right. Uh-oh. That's right. That's right. Sorry, Brad's okay, wife. this is really embarrassing, but it's the first thing that came to my head. It was just funny. So... I, pra- I wore undershirts under my jersey for practice, uh-huh. and I didn't have one for one practice. This is during, like, when everyone, like, most of our team had COVID, so we only had six people. Yep. <laughs> so I didn't have my undershirt, and I forgot to put deodorant on. <laughs> so I I smelled like onions, like my arms were musty, <laughs> and everyone at practice didn't want to guard me. They were... <laughs> clowning me the practice players walking with me it was just funny and coach Faye, when she came by me she put her mask on. it was just like funny. i do put the order on though i just this time i just <laughs> so is that a strategy though that you could use adelia for actual hey, games that's I how mean, mike got baskets in his high school career hey, that's the only way mike hey, was able to you know what? it was funny but we used to have a bet who could go the longest in football season without washing their practice stuff and so in the week of the first playoff game, Coach Dutton is standing next to me. And he's like, you reek. And I go, Coach, I'm the winner. And, and then I had to go take my stuff home. Oh, my God. That was November. Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me at all. Nothing surprises me there. So, Adelia, see, the thing is, you did it by accident. Mike did that on purpose. Oh, no, Rob, let's go back to this. So couldn't you use that for games? I mean, that would be a great way. I mean, you're already having an excellent year, but, you know, pop it up another two or three points game. Yeah, just on defense, I'm just be like this. <laughs> yeah, you can't unleash that. You couldn't unleash Wave that. Wave your, your hands in the air. Yeah, you, you, you can't do that to your own teammates, but if you could get right up next to the opponents, you yeah. might have something there. And I really unleash the beast on them. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know what I, i'm thinking the trash talking goes to a whole new level <laughs> no yeah the bo going so no yeah. question oh my goodness adelia once again you've knocked it out of the park you are two for two awesome to have you on the show the illini gal uh, adelia mckenzie um hey great luck this great luck this weekend good luck again this weekend and uh, we'll talk to you next week all right thank you
All right. Go Illini. Go Illini. That's right. She's the Illini gal. Love to have you on the show. I like that. Illini gal. The Illini gal. That's right. We got you. You know, so much of our free time here in the state of the art Illini guys studio is spent in our orange room talking about how the fortunes of Illini football are looking up. But does Brett Bielema agree? Well, he sat down with Illini guy Mike this week. That interview is next. It's only on the Sports Spectacular powered by IlliniGuys.com. Good stuff. I'm Kofi Coburn. When it comes to facing my opponents on the basketball court, psh, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. That's right, Kofi. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. Quick reminder, Kofi Colburn, one of the leading candidates for the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award, is the top center in the country, and you can put him over the top. Go to hoophallawards.com every day. You can only vote once per day per email address. Cast your vote for the most dominant player college basketball has seen in three decades. HoopHallAwards.com. Vote today and tomorrow and the next day. By the way, Andre Cobello also in the mix as well. The top point guard. Vote for him as well. It's a sports spectacular. This Game Changers segment presented by OSF Healthcare. There's no question that Brett Bielema is changing the game. That's Illini football. A full decade removed from the program's last winning season, there is now renewed hope that this fall will result in more wins than losses. What a concept. And a rare bowl appearance. Illini guy Mike Kegley catching up with Coach Bielema a few days ago. You've had a couple you know, weeks or around a month now to think about it. Are there any takeaways from the season that hits you that may have been a little different than what you expected? Um, you know, two probably that jump out to me is I, I knew our, t- our team was going to be passionate. I knew, I knew they were going to be engaged. Um, I, I was just very impressed with their resiliency, right? Like, you, you know, uh, in this world, a lot of people, you know, can do, th- do well when things are going well. Um, but we were kind of, you know, I think going into that Penn State game when things kind of flipped for us, right? We had had flashes. We played well in Nebraska. Uh, didn't play well for a couple weeks. Um, we're competitive and hadn't really pushed ourselves over the hump. But that Penn State week, I think, you know, I challenged our guys all week. Hey, if you don't expect to win, don't get on a plane, right? And and they went and battled their tails off for an NCAA record. And and it just showed me how resilient they were, right? And then uh, I would say just the, the obviously I'm more engaged with the fans here in Champaign. Uh, but, uh, you know, the support we got, uh, you know, whether it be on the road or you would hear from somebody uh, I think two weeks out on the road when I was in the bye week, I'd randomly be anywhere across the country, and, and, and the fan base was very, very positive, you know, and especially at the end of the year. Um, listen, I didn't come here to go five and seven, right? And, and I, I don't like the fact that everybody's somewhat happy that that was where it was at, um, but it also shows you how passionate they are and how eager they are to be successful. Yeah, and, and some of that comes from just the context of what uh, folks had to deal with when you look back at that five and seven season, there were some games that, that were close, could have maybe had a few more wins. And in fair, there was a couple that were close that, that you know, might have went the other way. Um, do you ever second guess, like, I should have done something different? Or how do you handle that as a coach? Because there's a lot of, you know, every week you can do that. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Well, I think, you know, when you go into a game, um, you go in with a game plan um, uh, before we actually get to the points in the game that are critical, right? So... 
uh, uh, third and shorts, fourth and shorts, offense, defense, and special teams, um, you know, critical areas in the field, red area backed up, uh, end of half, end of game. You, you, we go through those scenarios uh, as a head coach and our coordinators uh, and have the calls before the game begins, right? So, like, we know, so you're not sitting there calling from the hip. Um, uh, the phrase second guess, right, like, that means that you're guessing, right? Like, right. And, and anything that we do out there is not a guess, right? Like, um, if you run a trick play, you don't run it with the idea that it fails, right? You go with the expectation it's going to succeed. Because if it doesn't work, the ramifications of that could be catastrophic, right? Uh, if you run a, a special teams fake, the the idea is to have success, and the reason you run it is you have a look that you think you'll find success. Um, if it doesn't, that can be a game-changing momentum swing the other way. Um, so in every game, there's calls that you can say, hey, I, I wish I had that one back. Uh, there will be about the same number of calls. You're like, oh, I got them there, right? Yep. And then there will be uh, a couple that you realize that, uh, it's not luck necessarily, but you know what? That kid made a great play, or our kid made a great play. Um, you know, I, I think that's that's football. Um, uh, I think the idea of a fan base, right? People that that um, um, you know buy a ticket, uh, or, or somebody that's decided to watch in a game at home or on the road or with a group of friends, they have the right to expect success on every play, right? That's that's what being a fan is, and there's nothing uh, that I can do or, or ever want to change that. That's that's passion. That's real. Um, but we're trying to win. I can, I can promise you this, right? No, no call is ever made with the decision to try and lose the game. I can assure you right. of that, right? So, um, I think on Sunday it's really fun for me uh, to sit back and analyze the game as it unfolded, right? But none of us have that luxury uh, to see it before it happens. But uh, I promise you, we'll get better in all the situations that that we can, and then uh, also we'll probably hopefully get a better roster to to compete on the level we want. Perfect. Well, on the uh, on the Atlanta guys, sports spectacular. Um, we've talked a lot about from our vantage point on the outside looking in that you're creating a culture change. And it seems like back in August, maybe the team was shocked about winning the game against yep. Nebraska. And by the end of the season, they expected to win those yep. games. Is is that what you were putting in place? I think Mike, that's, that's a very fair assessment. Um, I, I, I can tell you this um, after the Nebraska game and, and, um, to see the reactions of our kids, I was happy for them, but I was also a little bit taken back. Like, holy cow, we just won a game. Like, I mean, we didn't win a championship. We didn't, you know, do anything that that we didn't expect to do. Um, but I did read their comments. Um, you know, one of the things that I really will do is uh, take a look at uh, at the reaction from our players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett does a great job of putting in me. He'll capture some um, comments on on uh, media tracks uh, that show me what our players say about each other what they may say about our opponent. And then I'll, I'll literally put those in front of our team and say, hey, here's a great way to respond to this question. Here's a good example. Here's a poor example. Uh, sometimes competitors will say something about us that really give a great respect to what we did. And um, my one regret was I wanted to enjoy the moment uh, of beating Nebraska, but I also, there were some comments like, we've arrived, we're a change like, hey, I'm like, heck no, right? We're not anywhere close. Yep. And I think that fed a little bit into uh, the UTSA performance, right? Like they thought things were just going to play out the same way. And in this in this uh, world of college football, anybody can get anybody on any given Saturday. And they got to prepare for that each week, um, every scenario, every situation. And if you don't, um, setbacks happen. And, and that's, a, I think, what happened in, in a couple of games to us. And, and uh, it took them about midseason to realize we got to come ready to play every week. And hopefully that lesson's been learned. But you know, a lot of those seniors that were a big part of it have moved on now, right? Like we have yep. a great saying here all the time, 
you know, seniors graduate, but tradition never does, right? So hopefully they've installed a little bit of a tradition of expectation that will be passed on. With uh, it's, it's been a big offseason. You know, you had a really good recruiting class coming in. We have a new offensive coordinator. So what are your priorities going to be to accomplish between now and August? Well, as a head coach, you got to control the moment, right? So, um, you know, we're still in a little bit of a recruiting phase here. Um, uh, then we'll jump into eight weeks of winter conditioning that really sets the foundation of what you believe in, right? And uh, it's my responsibility to be with Tank and his crew and during over the next eight weeks to really establish the identity, the DNA of what this season is going to be. Uh, we'll get a, a one-week spring break week, then we'll come back and get five weeks of spring ball, uh, and then we'll actually have a couple, three weeks, four weeks of discretionary time for our players to go home, and then they come back and we go through another eight-week window of, tr- of training, summer conditioning that uh, builds us into the start of fall camp, which is the beginning of August, uh, and then fall camp, which will lead us into game week and that opener against Wyoming, uh, and then we have a unique schedule. In fact, we have a three-week window, um, and then a bye week, and then a four-game window, and a bye week, and then a five-game uh, five of our first seven games are at home. Uh, two of our last three are on the road. So uh, it, uh, our last two games being on the road with at Michigan and at uh, Northwestern. I'm already like into some of those games in the fall, right? Like I planned with Tank these next eight weeks, but I don't want our players, our coaches to be anywhere except for these next eight weeks, right? As a head coach, you kind of have to be ahead of it. Um, so it's just fun to see this evolve. Obviously, offensively, we're putting in a new system and a new coaching uh, and emphasis Defensively, they're kind of in a review of last year and what we can do to get better. So uh, as a head coach, these are all moving parts that I love to be around, but it kind of puts each side of the ball on a little bit of a different path. Uh, special teams, right? We, we lose not only a, a premier punter, kicker, and long snapper, a lot of key players that were valuable in special teams. So to find that next wave of guys that are going to be our key special teams players is another tremendous challenge. So you've only been here one year. And already the program feels different, and there's an energy that, that you know, as a guy who's 54, I haven't really felt since, you know, Coach Makovic. Um, you know, internally, what do you set for yourself? What do you measure to what you're going to call success for this upcoming season, and and, and maybe even more importantly, the off season? You, you know, know, if you put numbers on things, you're you're setting yourself up for limitations. Mm-hmm and disappointments, right? So uh, what we talk about in this program all the time is if we get better today, tomorrow will be much better, right? Like we have to keep moving forward. Um, I've, I've made my first three one-on-one talks off of bowl games, uh, you know, things we witnessed that we we talk a lot in this program about uh, more games are lost than won, right? Like yep. teams give away things that cause teams to fail. And uh, there is a lot of that in the bowl season. Um, I've already done this several times with our coaches where we'll sit down and look at a random moment that they weren't even expecting to watch that day and teach them the uh, how important the end of the game is. But maybe maybe the game could have been one in the second quarter with better red area execution, right? So uh, we teach the game to our coaches. You can actually slow down a player's thought process by trying to give them too much. Right. Uh, we call it paralysis through analysis, right? Like they, if they got too much to go on, uh, it's not going to allow them to play fast, right? But coaches, we, we're going to put in X's and O's over the next year to get us ready for next fall. Uh, but the games that we um, are going to win in critical moments are going to be the things that we lo- we know and learn about football right now. Um, so um, as a coach, you know, obviously I want to get bigger, faster, stronger. I want to get more athletic. I want to be able to execute the run game and the, and the pass the game on offense. I want to be able to get off blocks and make tackles and make plays on defense. But what we're going to do is just concentrate on the daily fundamentals that will get us ready for next fall on a daily basis. One One final question, and thank you for your time. 
as a, as a guy who's worked like some leadership development in my past, you know, you've, you've obviously, you've been successful in the big 10, you've been successful in the sec. Now you're back in the big 10. What did you, what did you pick up from the NFL, which is a different environment, you know, than here that you've been able to maybe believe, you know, or Bielma eyes it yeah. from the NFL that you, that you think is makes you a different coach than maybe before that. Yeah, you know, I think for me as a career path, right, so I, I became a, a, a very young assistant coach. You know, I became a, a, a linebacker coach uh, in my early 20s, which not is not very common, right? Yeah. And, and then I became a court, my first coordinator title before I was 30. That's not very common. I became a head coach. Uh, and, and and knew I was going to be a head coach at the age of 34, right? And, and um, what it never had really been through is just to step back and kind of review what's happened. Just kept charging forward. Yep. Uh, when I when I left Arkansas and spent three years as an assistant in the NFL, it allowed me really because there's no recruiting in the NFL. It allowed you to concentrate on football. Um, and the game in the NFL is completely different than college, but it's still football, right? Yep. And um, especially being with Belichick for two years, the uh, the, the 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 detail of how you run a program, the detail of how you execute uh, a, a practice, right? Like uh, I hear I was as an assistant coach that I was setting up my own bag drills, right? And 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 teaching guys individually, fundamentally. Really enjoyed working with guys at high level um, and making them better, right? Like the thing that I enjoyed, right? You have a a, a player that's making eight million dollars a year, all right, and when you teach him and coach him and get him to give him give him a tool that makes him better so that he can make a bigger contract for he and his family, that really is the same thing as when you're working with a redshirt freshman who's trying to find a spot on the field, right? If the if you give them a tool that allows them to play the game better, they're going to love you forever, right? Uh, if they love the game. Yep. So I would say the detail of getting better, um, and also uh, to to learn the football one on one, right? The situational football end of half, Emma games, red areas, how we practice, how we prepare, uh, how do we challenge our guys. Uh, that's that's probably the biggest growth from the NFL. Great job, Mike, and thanks to Coach Bielema for your time on this segment presented by OSF Healthcare. More on the coach and Illini football with the Illini Guys. It's next. You're listening to the Illini Guys Radio Network. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000. HX Home Solutions. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promise. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. 
You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Right back here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. You just heard an interview there with Brett Bielema done. Um, hey, great job by, by Mike Kegley. Mike, I, I think Coach B likes you. Yeah, we ended up doing back-to-backs on a local radio station. So he knew I was coming, and basically – uh, we sat down and had a great discussion, and I think he really gave us, you know, some information that I was interested about. And you know, you, a lot of times you you think the coach is going to keep a lot, you know, close to the vest, but I thought he gave some great uh, responses and and opened up. I think he likes the line eye guys. He, I'm sure he doesn't like Mike. I think that yeah. might be a <laughs> so it can't be it unless well, Mike looked brought... a little crestfallen that it wasn't Brad. Well, but I'm used you know, to that. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> sure that wasn't it either. So uh, no, uh, <laughs> but no, I, I think it's great. I mean, Coach Coach B's a really he's really fun to talk to. I, and he, now that you've got a chance to interview him too, he's really down to earth, just a normal guy, and he talks like he's just. It's a conversation. It's not like a. It's not an interview. You're just talking, you know. And he just gives you answers and brings things. Goes back. So it's really fun to listen to him um, interact. And I think he doesn't give those canned answers that you hear from a lot of guys. So he tells you exactly what he thinks. So I think it's fun to have a guy like that at the helm. That was my takeaway listening to it. And I mean, I, again, I really enjoyed a couple of things. He did, was not happy that about a five and seven season. I mean, that was clear. And we, we kind of figured that out that he he expects to win and, and win more than just five games. Uh, and I thought too, talking about it again, in terms of plays, like you, we don't guess like any, any, any play that we run, we expect that play to be successful. Like we don't throw anything out on third down and just see what happens. Like it's much more calculated than I think what fans give coaches credit for. Yeah. And, and I got the singular uh, impression from talking to him that I, it seems like everything he does has that, you know, foresight in front of it that he thinks about what he does before he does it. And, and I, and I also was really interested in, in asking him a question about what he took away from the NFL, because I was genuinely curious as to what he was going to say. And again, like Brad said, it wasn't a canned answer. You know, he gave us some, some thoughts about what it was like. And, and I value having somebody that when you ask them a question, they give you an honest answer. I always love the, you know, and fans, every fan base is like this. They always look at it and say, well, if he'd have just done this, that's where it works. Why would they run that play? Well, it's because they see what the defense has been, well, they've been defending this this way. So if we do this, this should be open. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to execute it. doesn't mean you're going to do it properly, or maybe somebody runs the wrong route, whatever it is, or misses a block. All those things happen in basketball, football, whatever it is. But they have a plan. I mean, that's a plan. It's detailed. It's And they, they, it's not just some random thing that they just throw out there. Yeah, let's do this. So and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. there's never a timeout, and, they, and the It'll coach says – there's never a timeout where the coach says, look, what I need you to do, Mr. Kicker, is wide right this one. Just wide <laughs> yeah. right it. That'll be perfect for the for Let's the snap drama. it high and see if we can get a first down with a fumble. Go, Let's go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I always tell people that, okay, while you were at work, while you were picking up the kids, while you were helping your kids with homework, while you were sleeping, while you were eating, while you were on the can, while you were cutting the grass, they've been studying the other team. Like, that's what they do. 24 seven. So come on. And he's, and he said, he's already looking at teams they are playing next year. He's already doing that. He doesn't want his staff or his players doing that, but he's doing that. And I I was sitting there and I'm thinking, let's see, 
It's January. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, no surprise there at all. Hey, one hour down, another hour to go. If you missed anything, be sure to check out IlliniGuys.com and find the podcast for this and all of the Sports Spectacular radio shows all the way back to the beginning. We continue after this on the Illini Guys radio network.